Hello, and welcome back to the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host and dungeon master, for another thrilling D&D adventure. Joining me today we have... Daniel, playing Chet Fleek. K-Hall, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. And I play Leolin. I'm Waffle, and I play Tarjax. Who wants to give us a recap of what happened last time? We ruined um, your plans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thoroughly. Uh, we the, had a literal deus ex machina. <laughs> uh-huh. There, there, was, there was a scary astral sea kraken, and we were like, nope. And we, uh, well, I, by we, I mean Desmond, uh, begged and pleaded with Aquila to get us the hell out of there, and she put us back at the Abbey, and that was awkward. And then Maravaggio <laughs> showed up, and that was awkward. And, and now, presumably, we're back at Lori's Lake. I believe that's where we left it. Yeah, the last thing that happened was Maravaggio, uh, you all joined hands in a lovely, like, little circle, and yep. Maravaggio transported you back to uh, Laurie's Lounge of Misfortune. Uh, you are standing on the deck overlooking Laurie's Lake, uh, sort of at the back of the, of the lounge, surrounded by confused and delighted uh, casino goers who were excited to have a group of shoddily dressed strangers appear sort of in their are, midst. Are we shoddily pretty normal? This is probably pretty normal at Lori's Lounge, I would think. Like, this is just a Tuesday. Most teleportation takes place outside of the casino proper. I twirl in a circle and I give a flourishing bow to our assembled <laughs> admirers. There's a smattering of applause. All right. And then uh, I gesture <laughs> graciously for Maravaggio to lead the way. Maravaggio takes you back up the stairs to the um, sort of the upper floor over to the bookcase that makes up the door to Laurie's office. Mm-hmm. She swings open. Uh, she is inside once again in her illusory uh, halfling form. With her, you know, the the long dress, the hat that yeah. is wider at the brim than she is tall, jewelry, etc. Mm-hmm. Rose tinted glasses. I give a jubilant finger pistols and a wink. I'm just trying to picture what all of these different like finger pistols and winks look like because it just doesn't seem like it would it could have all of the different emotional <laughs> ah. markings that you add with it spoken like a true country bumpkin <laughs> you see uh, juxian finger pistols are a long-standing tradition among the royal families of the fabled cities uh, subtle and complex. there's a lot of subtlety and nuance to the art there's a lot of uh it, a lot of it is in the eyes um that's the key mistake a lot of people make especially initially is the snapping and pointing draws your eye to the hands when really you should be keeping your gaze upon the face and upon the shoulders because that tells you magnitudes more anyway uh... does anyone non-jux know this probably <laughs> okay anyway i think we've gotten a couple finger pistols from uh like cool people here and there but it's rare platinum tier patreon subscribers will get a visual guide to juxian finger pistol and wink sign language from waffle oh my god can you imagine if it was done in the style of those like old medieval combat manuals with like the like the sword moves and everything yes oh, i have a feeling like waffle it. will subscribe at the platinum level just so he has an excuse to make it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um hang on i have to dredge up her accent okay well, i do declare yeah it might it might take me a little while to find it again but i can i can ballpark it for now Welcome back, darlings. I'm so glad to see you return safely and so quickly. We are, on occasion, a very effective group. Point of record, (laughs) how long have we been gone? That's what I was wondering. (laughs) We asked that at the Abbey, and it was like the same day, Mm -hmm. wasn't it? 
Yep. Like, like we've been gone like hours, not days. Okay. We're right. very effective. I assume you ran into some temporal anomalies down in the vaults. Oh, temporal, spatial, multiversal, you name it, and we were distorted by it. Um, lot of, a lot of interesting things going on down there, and I really do wish you the best in sorting that back out, because it is a doozy. Yes, well, that's rather my specialty, isn't it? Anyway, uh, I'll take your word for it. Were you able to <clears throat> successfully retrieve the items that I requested? Farrakh, drum roll, please. Hey, I'm the one holding most of them, aren't I? <laughs> I do a drum roll for Farrakh. I, I hand over the items. She, uh, rather than like taking them out of your hands, they sort of float away from you and arrange themselves on her desk. She says, oh, most excellent. I cannot thank you enough for finding these things for me. Now, I believe there is the matter of payment for services rendered. Traditionally, yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I do not remember <laughs> what was originally <laughs> promised. If any of you have uh, notes on that. One million dollar box. I've been, I've been reading, I've been listening to the old logs again to do the descriptions. She promised us a million gold each, actually. I don't believe you. <laughs> we received be surprised an unspecific if, sum. I'm pretty sure, as usual, we just agreed to do something without discussing that first. <laughs> I, believe, I believe one thing was uh, knowledge of how to work with adamantine. Yeah, I I think we did have like non-monetary favors included in the mix, but I it's been quite a while, so I don't remember them. But we have a audible record, so... I mean, yes, that doesn't especially help us right now at this very minute. Well, no, not at this moment. Because but... we're very good at this. Thanks for listening to the Alchemist Club. <laughs> Alchemist um, Club, they don't come for the quality. Um, well, let me just uh, see what I can arrange. And she goes over to her desk and Petric, rummages. Petric, Petric, Petric. <laughs> rummages <laughs> through skeleton a skeleton servants. Actually, uh, teleport and... spells. <laughs> this isn't your Christmas list, guys. <laughs> I mean, she, this is a job only we could do. She pulls a little uh, ledger book out of out of her desk drawer and writes on it for a moment with a finger. Like she just puts her finger to the paper and it is like the text is seared into it. Ooh. Um, and she tears it off and like waves it around to stop it smoking <laughs> and hands it to... Well, floats it over to Falrock, and you see that it is a voucher to be taken down to the casino, like chip exchange, mm -hmm. uh, good for twenty-five thousand gold pieces. Let's go. Let's go throw it in the slots right now. We'll come out with seventy-five thousand gold pieces. Twenty-five k on black. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I'm the one with the voucher. <laughs> no, 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 full rock. Let's hear him out. No, no, no. <laughs> because um, think about it, twenty-five thousand gold, not super useful to us. It's in like that mid-range of like we could buy some like some middle of the road stuff with it. But can we get that in ingots instead of coinage? If we put it all on black, yeah, and we strike it rich, then we could start shopping. Lori regards you with an amused expression, and she's like, well, I would not object to you spending your winnings on my casino. You may find that the house tends to win here. Rigged. I've heard that before, actually, yeah. I... You know, last time they threw me out. <laughs> they told me that. <laughs> now, I would also be happy to offer you a little extra for your timely delivery. And she waves her hand and several um, illusory items sort of appear over over her desk. A variety of, like, different enchanted weapons and armor. Uh, a small, like, deck of cards. She says, uh, I would be happy to part with 
uh, one, maybe, maybe two of these, if you choose something that is perhaps less valuable. Tell me more. Yes, please describe these items. <laughs> They're mostly standard run-of-the-mill enchanted weapons and armaments, as you can see here. And she, like, spins the illusions and there's, like, a rotating circle of, like, swords and gauntlets and axes. We'll take three magic beans, please. <laughs> uh, it comes to a halt on a, a little, uh, like leather sack and she says you'd like the magic beans oh god <laughs> oh god um madam laura could we perhaps uh redeem this at a later date uh we, we may need to consult our uh stocks and figure what we're particularly in need of at the moment because personally i can't remember if uh Leylin has magic weapons i think yes but um I don't know who magic, we would I don't give have magic weapons. I mean, my my Aren't heavy cross magic. No, they're just plus ones. Yeah, that's magic. magic. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just checking. Um, because I could really use a wand. <laughs> uh, she twirls her fingers in a whole selection of wands. Oh, it's beautiful. All of it. It's like a pastry showcase at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the storage function I put in portable fortress. <laughs> I'm not giving you a port you have a portable fortress, Christopher. You have one. It's a tree ship. <laughs> um gang, we may want to give consideration to if there's a teleporting item, given that um basically before we make the selection I think we should all consider what our upcoming obligations are and where we might have to stalling for time. Enter. <laughs> <laughs> she she says, I would be happy to let you return at a later date and choose something then. I, I think that's what about best. instead of an item, would you be willing to help us with a little mission of our own? That depends Ooh. on the manpower and resource expenditure required. Uh, well, well, you can Falrock, take the... Uh... Uh, this is your call if you want to divulge this, because it's kind of your... chips are down. The... She probably already knows. She knew everything else. Like... Yeah, but <laughs> but this is Falrock's deal to make, so... Mm -hmm. um, first mate, what, what say you? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Because I... I Getting in there and getting to them is only half the problem. Getting out and having a place for them to go other than just live on the ship with us is the other. Why Why other than the ship? The ship is great. What's wrong with the ship? Is there something Far, wrong with the ship? We've been setting aside a honeymoon suite for you for the past, like, four months. Like, I worked it out with Desmond. It's all cleared. Um, yeah, we play a careless story. She has never seen a honeymoon <laughs> suite at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's behind. So you know those uh, those vine doors that have been blocking off portions of the ship. Yeah, we uh, we we hacked our way into one of those with a like, sawzall, and it's a it's like a honeymoon suite. It's, it's at twelve you know, at midnight every night. Terrajux plays Careless Whisper over the intercom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the bed is shaped like a heart. You're gonna love it. Uh, <laughs> it's tempting, but since I, I mean, obviously, my does have uh, adamantine it within her possession. And we do go up against foes who have incorporated adamantine into their bodies. Mm -hmm. It might That's be a good idea frequency. to learn how to uh, manipulate or counteract adamantine, if it's possible. Agreed. Well, we just so, need you some. <laughs> Put it in your weenies. Yeah. And <laughs> just sort of like tilts his head over to the side and like, really? Some adamantine yeah. shavings. Yeah, become a mm. meteor man. Get enough iron in your diet. It's fine. I I get plenty of iron in my diet. This I know all those rocks. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a dangerous thing to say. <laughs> I knew where that was going, and it still got me. <laughs> <sighs> There's a callback joke. Yeah. No, I, I as much as I would dearly appreciate help breaking into and then out of 
the mountain home, I feel like knowledge of adamantine would be more useful to us. All right. Well, there's no rush, my ducklings. I've got nothing but time. Whack. Um, while we are uh, deciding on some of these things, if you have any other matters that need tending to, we are hopefully I've I hope that we have proved our utility and our discretion. Schedule. Yeah, we're reliable. <laughs> I don't think there's anything particularly troubling me at the moment. I'll be fairly preoccupied with setting my vaults to rights for the next chunk of time, although I will, of course, still be lending my support to the iconoclasts through Maravaggio. Fair enough. That's a fun name to try and say with a thick southern drawl. <laughs> Maravaggio. Ma yeah, that, was, that was more Italian. Yeah. Um, Lori, one last question. Uh, the skeletons, how much? How much do the skeletons cost? How much would a skeleton cost? That depends. How much necromancy do you know? Zero? Gold I, I know zero, zero, actually. Um, <laughs> I don't know any necromancy. Are you wanting to put a skeleton butler on the... Look, I'll, okay. I'm going to make this case once here for all of you. A skeleton butler cannot betray us to the true church. It is the perfect ship crew. The only thing better would be, like, steel golems, but for, for like, an affordable beginner-level homunculus... Well, wood golems. Wood golems. Yeah, any golem. But what I'm saying is we don't have golems right now, so... A skeleton is an ideal crew member because it cannot betray us to a cult. Just want to throw that out there. We still need crew members. What if we could get one that's like attuned to some kind of artifact or, or something? So uh, that oh, yeah, I see what you mean. You the other thing I was going to say is if you had a skeleton crew member, you could take one of the defense beehives and put it in their ribcage. <laughs> <laughs> And I think a skeleton with a rib cage full of exploding bees is the ultimate deterrent. <laughs> Joe's scribbling furiously into his monster notes. No. <laughs> um, but, uh, Madam Laurie, if you have any recommendations on the crew members of that variety, we are looking for additional staff aboard the vessel but we are deathly afraid of moles and other uh people with ulterior motives uh, uh there are obviously a lot of forces in this world that are very keen on possessing such a vessel for themselves or possessing our organs or who knows what so we're we need help, but we also can't just hire from the nearest high school with promises of uh, Ford pickup. <laughs> <laughs> what about Maravaggio? I'm He's afraid. busy. Maravaggio is quite indispensable toward me. <laughs> you, yeah. you hear him like shift behind you. Um, she, but she says, I. The tricky part about my skeletons is that they require constant maintenance. Ah. And oh. while it wouldn't be impossible for you to crew one on your ship, there would have to be some thought given to the upkeep of the energy that animates it. Hmm. I see. I'm not telling you that it's not possible, but it would take some time for me to sort of research avenues of renewal without personally being there. We'll take it under consideration then. Yeah, we don't have to redeem this now. I mean, we can always just, if we can't get something special or unique out of this favor, then we could just get fuel for the ship to make it better. <laughs> That's very true, yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure you have a lot to do with the unhatchlingification of the vault and your fun new relics that I'm sure are very important to your overall goals. Uh, we'll let you get back to it. We've got some cash to redeem and probably some, I don't know what to do. 
quick iconoclast maybe question for Laurie before we go. Do you know of any way of measuring the potency of a given magical item so that we can well, in the future when we throw stuff in the ship, we know how strong it is. Um I mean we kinda so get we that up. with uh detect magic. Do yeah, you know? I mean we throw it in some water and put it on a it's a witch. Huh? I mean we we don't have like an no, exact we, do, we don't know the exact enthalpy of any That's why magic I said measure. Item. That's why I yeah. said measure. If she knew any way that that is possible. So then we can find out whether or not the upgrades to the ship are incremental or exponential. Like, do we need even more magic the more upgrades we get? Or is it the same amount each time? Oh, that's an interesting point. Um, yeah, I don't, is there like a base magical SI unit? <laughs> <laughs> the a thom. Um, Lori says, I have a few methods of performing such measurements, but those are typically confined to my workspace down in the vaults. Hmm, I could, in theory, retrieve something that would allow you to do this yourself, but it will take me a little while to sort things out that far and would be considered uh, part of your payment. Services rendered. I'm just not sure that we need it because it's like we use the scanner on something. I was wondering if she just knew a way. Like, I'm not necessarily asking for an item that can do it, but sure. if she, at least we know it's possible now. Yeah. I, I already did my farewell bidding, so I'm scooching towards the door. As you'll remember, Desmond <clears throat> has two levels of exhaustion, so we need to, like, rest. <laughs> yeah. You need to go take a nap. Oh, yeah, actually, um, is the is the room that we were given to use before the mission still, like, when's checkout time? R run that by me again. We were given a room to stay in um, for one night before the uh, delve into the vaults. Oh. It, when's checkout time? Like, do we have to be out of there already? Or because we finished the mission much faster than we oh, were anticipating. Yeah. So she, I'm she like, do we have time to give Desmond a long rest in our suite? She waves her hand and says, "Darlings, you can make use of that suite for as as often as you want. If it's open, it's yours." Oh, we have we got our first RPG house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to run down there and put a bunch of swords in the chest. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go She get said that it's our only, like, it's only for us, but. <laughs> well, it, when it's available. Yeah, it, it'll be fine. Um, let's go get Desmond some sleeps and then we will reassess. Okay. You return to the suite. Yep. All of go the decor has the... been exchanged for. <gasps> Uh, it's uncomfortably similar to how the astral plane looked. Hmm. Um, but, like, the wallpaper is all stars and colorized nebulae. Well, I kind of missed the um, glass floor aquarium, but this is a nice... Uh, this is nice. Uh, I settle in and clap my hands and I go, Desmond, you get some sleep. The rest of us... Um, well, I'm passed about... out on the floor, man. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> We need to talk about the future. That we do. Thorak, Welcome to the how world many, of How tomorrow. many days until the wedding? Uh, one moment here. <laughs> Gotta get out my day planner. Because <laughs> he totally has a day planner. It's got like a sun on it. <laughs> 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. <laughs> Be an aspect of the volcano. <laughs> 9 a.m. to noon, be pestered by Tara Junks. <laughs> True. You just, you just got to block out the time and get it all out of the way. Uh, your... Two months, four days. Okay. So we're, we're still on schedule. Because um, I'm not going to miss that wedding date. We, we've already booked the venue. Um, it's too late to reschedule. <laughs> we're going through this with this wedding no matter what it takes. Mm-hmm. I grab the sending stone to Angloria and I do a quick check-in and just um, I say that we are 
near Aldrax. Um, we've just finished a gig for uh, a very bony friend, wondering what's up with the, the rest of y'all. You don't get an answer. That's really bad. I relay this information immediately to everyone else. And Gloria's not answering my phone calls. Send another one. Are you there? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I mean, <laughs> I clearly send, you need to send it in Gloria, code. You up? A, a frowny face. <laughs> yeah, it's repeated, repeated messages also don't get a response. Uh-oh. Maybe, you gotta, maybe, you we, we, maybe we should ask Maravaggio. Uh-oh. He knows anything about what she's up to lately yeah. and whatnot. Um, that's a good idea. Let's go check in with uh, the main man on the bone plan. Mm, don't like that as actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll focus group that one. It's not quite there yet. Uh huh. I go find Maravaggio. Uh, he is at his usual post at the entrance to the casino. And I uh, sort of shuffle up. Um, I make it look like I'm you know, taken in the lake, and uh, I, I've got a martini, and I'm just uh, sipping it. And I glance over ever so casually to the thirteen uh, foot tall minotaur pugilist skeleton standing there, and I go, uh, "So I can't raise and glory on the sending stone. Um, any news?" He snorts in a very bull-like fashion, despite having neither lungs nor a nose. Um, and says, I don't know, she goes off the grid sometimes. She's a busy woman. Ah, oh, she's so mysterious. <laughs> all right there, kid? <laughs> she's a free spirit. <laughs> uh, okay, well, just wanted to make sure there wasn't any, like, terrible upheavals while we were also off the grid out over the open sky doing secret things. She's probably fine. Cool. Good talk. <laughs> and I zoop back inside. All right. Well, uh, that's no help, but we could see. Here's the problem is getting in touch with the rest of the iconoclast is much more difficult. Um, we could just set a beacon out somewhere. Yeah. The Saskia signal. Mm-hmm. And go visit HQ. <laughs> we could, yeah. Um, just trying to think if there's anything else we need to follow up on right away. None of our stuff is really time sensitive, except for the wedding. Um, we're Say we're just that's waiting. a little like. I mean, <laughs> unless we're just assuming that they're, they're just going to be imprisoned and nothing bad could possibly happen to them, no matter how long they're in there. Yeah, that seems well time sensitive. Uh, yes. Okay, so we definitely want to get them out of prison soon. I agree. Um, the What we need is a man on the inside. We need dwarf traders. Because right now all we, all we really have is the scribe, the scrivener, the head scrivener. And he's great, but we need like... I don't know. We need like more intel on what's going on and we need, all that like, kind of stuff. An Ocean's Twelve of dwarves. Exactly. To... <laughs> we need we need a team. You know we, what? we need I a would, net runner. I would one hundred percent watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We gotta have a hacker, a getaway driver. Um... Wait, isn't that just the plot of Artemis Fowl? Uh huh. Oh yeah, I guess it is. Fair. One of I. Several Artemis Fowls, probably. Several Artemis <laughs> Well, huh. seriously, what are we going to be doing now? Because this Lori thing was great, but it didn't lead to a steady stream of contracts like I was hoping. Um, so we need to focus on... I mean, there's always the option of... I think his name is Barian Yeldrin, the... Mm -hmm. One of the iconoclasts who just wants us to go like fuck up true church bases. Mm -hmm. True. 
it's been a while since the true church has heard from us. Yeah. Maybe we need to remind them that we're still very angry at them for reasons. Especially with that one, too, because it doesn't require espionage or anything. We can yeah, literally we just, just like, go blow shit up. Right. So. We just swoop overhead and just pew, pew. fuck it up and then leave. No. Orbital laser. Desmond just jumps up out of a dead coma. Somebody said violence. <laughs> he just lays back down. <laughs> um, so maybe that's... Maybe we should do that. Um, he might know something about Ingloria as well. Yeah. Uh, let's wait till Desmond gets his rest, and then he can burn a slot on sending. Or we could go back to the ship. I mean, that's the thing is, like, do we want to hang out yes. here until we decide what we want to spend a no, uh, we free can magic always... item coupon on? No, no, no. no. We, we can leave. We'll just ask for free delivery. Two-day shipping. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, is on prime. Right. Well, everybody get some rest. Go, go, you know, hit the bar. Uh, what stays in the lo- what happens in the lounge stays in the lounge. Get it out of your system. And then once Desmond right. wakes up, we'll head back to Teliferous. I, I just want you to have the, the mental image here of us literally phoning in an Amazon Prime order and like Maravadio just jumping out of a rift, handing us a box with like a ribbon on it. <laughs> And like completely turning the tide of a battle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would like one staff of power, please. <laughs> like <laughs> time, time to delivery ten rounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yep. yep so yeah, I um, I take a little a little pocket change. Um, I'm not trying to score it big down on the slots or, I mean, slots. Tardex would do, like, Baccarat. <laughs> Poker. Uh, just, uh, you know, having some drinks, cruising, eavesdropping, eavesdropping a lot. I'm trying to, like, is I want to know what's going on in Aldrax. I want to know what's going on internationally, if there's any, like, are people gossiping about the valor of Jux? Or is it still pretty hush hush? Um, are the elves doing anything? What's going on in the world? Okay, uh, make a investig. You know, just roll a d twenty. Sure. Well, uh, that rolled off the table. That is a nine. You learn. A fair bit about like mid to upper level Aldraxan nobility gossip. This is useful. Um, you know who? Every every time I hear a new name, I just add it a conspicuous list of names in a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of information about who is you know sleeping with whom, uh, who's you know, different techniques for whipping the stable boy. That sort of thing. You know, nobility yeah. stuff. Um, you do hear a fair bit about the valor of Jux, both from, you know, Juxians that happen to be at the casino and people of other nationalities, because it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, five people gathered around the table one of them like enthusiastically telling the others about the death star and they're all like, mm, I don't know, dude, that sounds kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Is the, what's the general sort of reception or feel? Is everyone like, Oh, uh, that, Oh, those silly Juxians just being Jux. Or are they like, Oh shit, Jux is going to take over the world. We have to rally. Like, Aldraxans tend to be more along those lines or, you know, kind of frightened because they really don't have anything that can match. <laughs> yeah, they and suck. A flying fortress. Um, a lot of Juxians are mostly like, man, the roads have never been safer since our skies are now patrolled by a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> I, um... I would like to sort of slide into one of these conversations in a persona that is not Tarjux Heiko, notable wanted terrorist. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in a suit, hair slicked back, and I 
I'm mostly just like listening in like, oh, oh that's fascinating. And I'm, you know, swirling my martini. But every now and then I'll kind of like nudge for a little detail here and there. Because I want to know, is this like the Valor of Jux is firing on people with like a lightning gun? Or like how how is it protecting the surely the valor of jux is but one vessel it, it cannot be everywhere how how could such a thing enforce the will of jux upon the roads from all the way up there it, it seems far-fetched to to one like me who is not from jux <laughs> unlike me not jux. Uh, like me a, a strange foreigner with an unplaceable accent um <laughs> One of the one of the people at the table starts enthusiastically telling you about how the uh, the Juxian constabulary tracked down the hideout of the notorious bandit gang, the Rippers, and the Valor of Jux trundled on over and blasted it off the face of the continent. And Golly, <laughs> bandits have been uh, a lot less enthusiastic about banditry since that happened i would think so hmm. okay well that answers my uh current events questions then mm -hmm. doesn't seem like jux is seems like jux is content to just kind of do its own thing for the moment but knowing jux eventually they're going to start contesting uh border outposts so that'll mm -hmm. be fun just kind of take a look around the casino look for the most uh not like shady, but like like most yeah, most like shady looking individual. <laughs> it's not like shady, but you know, shady. Shady. And I wanna put a hunter's mark on him and I just wanna kind of like you know, like tail him for a couple hours. Okay. Terrajux, where do you go for a couple hours? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I'm all over the place. I'm at the bar, I'm at the tables, I'm chatting up beautiful and exotic women um <laughs> the next edition of the night stalker yeah. <laughs> the night stalker in uh the casino yeah. i'm just uh this is just it's like the opposite of royale <laughs> tarjax doesn't get a lot of opportunities to cosplay james bond so making the most of it here casino peasant yeah <laughs> it's like um the the stories about uh who he is and where he's from and what he does for a living grow increasingly outlandish and <laughs> um everybody knows him as a, a slightly different figure could he be a cowboy an astronaut a uh, cattle wrangler we may never know um some say he invented the salad press uh -huh. We may never be sure who this international man of mystery truly is. Leyland, you follow Terrajux around <laughs> for a couple of hours. Really? He's the shady... Uh, I, I figured in this casino there'd be some uh, less savory-looking people. So, Lori but... has very I... high standards for her clientele. <laughs> I mean, there are just, there are definitely people who are less savory, but they are much, much more well off than Terra Juxes. Gotcha. <laughs> and that's like I'm trying to put forward that air of like you know a little bit of desperation. I'm a I'm a noble down on my luck, and I'm looking for that next big score. And all I've got a team. All I need is the opportunity. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just in case anybody wants to like float a side quest at us. Nope, no side quests are sent your way. All right. Well, uh, I assume Desmond just finished with his nappies by now. I assume so. Sure. Um, do I have a babysitter or? <laughs> yes. Oh, <God. laughs> that was, is there all I wanted to know. Planner. How much money am I allowed to to lose before you come uh, stop me? He I mean, says I as he's we, exiting we the suite. Twenty-five grand, even. Well, no, no, no. I, I'm not taking any of that money. Oh, okay. Well, no. I, that, in that case, sure, that's your money, dude. Um, I'm gonna go play blackjack, and I'll I'm gonna tell you it's a bad idea. But I'm gonna go play a hundred, hundred gold pieces each hand, and I've got six tries. Okay. Uh, roll <laughs> d percent six times. <laughs> All right. I was really hoping you'd just say roll a d20 and add one. 
<laughs> no, I no, mean, I, we could do dice blackjack, but I I would like to actually have some events in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm getting them together. Hang on. One, two, three, four, five. Thought I had one more set. Okay, six. All right. Okay, we'll just go down from lowest to highest. Okay. I got a five. Okay. Twenty-one. Okay. A fifty-two, fifty-six, eighty-one, and ninety. All right. So you play six hands of high stakes blackjack, and you walk away with uh, six hundred more gold than you started. You've doubled your your initial investment. Okay. I'm in. I am just smart enough. To not go <laughs> back say, and walk away, man. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Chad, are you going to do anything exciting in the casino? I've got uh, a little time. Is there any cockfighting? No. Damn it. Sorry. I'm going to try and get in oh, on. Oh my God, we could enter you as. I know! <laughs> we can I'll be up these roosters. We can be part of the rigging. Scam. We is have to a, find a place. Is there a horse race? Yes, there are horse there, races around. Oh, the lake. oh, oh buddy. Uh. This is not how I planned on spending this episode, but okay. is it time oh, for the return go for it. of Can we juice Tyra him up on divine magic with like um, bless and some well, other stuff like that? Figure that out. Like, <laughs> Maybe you're not the first. You're the first <laughs> to try that. Like, come on. Yeah, we'll say we'll save it for another time. Yeah, I, I think cockfighting is like a lower bar because that's like less regulated. Well, the thing is, we would be in on it. Like, <laughs> I would approach the house right until say, you lose, oh. and then it's just some Eric Cochran squatting in a ring. I like to imagine that Desmond explained the concept to Chad, and Chad was like, I'll fight some chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an apex predator, motherfucker. <laughs> I just love the idea of mid-fight, one of the chickens stands up and its wounds knit close. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's leave. Okay. You all gather and depart the casino, and Maravaggio takes a moment from roughing up uh, somebody trying to sneak into the casino without, you know, proper authorization. Uh, (laughs) To wave goodbye. Take care of yourselves out there. Well, someone's got it. Might as well be us. Finger pistols. He okay, gives bye. you a single-handed you finger, finger pistol back. <gasps> he knows. <laughs> he knows. He's a he's a Juxian Minotaur. I was gonna say. So tell so tell me about Maravaggio's finger pistol. Like what 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 did you get from that? What was what was the connotation of it? Yeah, what do you see in his soulless eyes and his bony shoulders? <laughs> Ted, to call that finger pistol soulless would be a disservice. I didn't to say all. The didn't say the finger the multitudes, pistol was soulless. I said the, his eyes are soulless. The layered infinity stored within that gesture is An animated like, skeleton. Imagine, if you will, a a dark obelisk in a bright desert with a haiku. That spans its entire surface. A husk of what he used to be with magic shoved inside. That is the, the complexity, the inherent paradox of the self that is Maravaggio. This conversation is one-to-one <laughs> what is actually being said as you guys walk. <laughs> yeah. Walking bones. Um, is there, can we catch a ferry ride across the lake or? Yeah. All right. I just felt yeah. like that might be a nice departure from our usual walking. You are you are bundled into a gondola, and a singing oh. skeleton pulls you across the <laughs> Oh, this, this is fine. Oh, I was thinking the other kind of gondola. No. It's, um, yeah, it, it's very quaint. I, I make sure to tip the skeleton an ooble on our way out. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you want to join us? <laughs> Well, we don't have any way to feed him, Ched. 
No, we don't. <laughs> Having a skeleton is a big responsibility. Just ask it. What does he eat? What do you subsist on? Uh, he does not have to know how to do anything other than sing. And row the <laughs> and gondola. And paddle. Okay, yes. Good. Because <laughs> no, if no, we were paddling the whole way... He, he just stands there and sings, and the boat just goes. <laughs> I, that's also... <laughs> also he, he just he stands in the back with his arms spread wide in a graceful gesture and he goes ding, <laughs> ding. <laughs> no it's a gondola not a dinghy it's different yeah it's not a dinghy Layla's is not shoves... gonna fall for it in a normal boat <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we i i fast travel to teliferous you fast travel. Unless we want to fight some wolves along yeah, the way. No, no, no. Remind no, me. no we'll, we'll turn off encounters. Remind me where you guys parked. We parked Teliferous out at the Horn of the Gods, I think it's called. Hatchling's um, Horn. Hatchling's Horn, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we found like a secluded sort of, not a valley, but somewhere reasonably remote out there yeah. where we could sort of nestle the tree down. And it still looks out of place because it's enormous, but less out of place yes okay so I, I remember it was like a couple days journey yeah so you the the journey passes without incident um you enter the sort of rocky terrain around the hatchling's horn you'll have to go up a little ways to get to where you parked uh and i would like everybody to make a perception check Please. This is not good because I rolled a seven. Twenty-one. I think I get to add like seven to this. So I still think I get a ten. You might want to, you know, take a minute to update your character sheet, Chris. <laughs> no, it's it's yeah. right. It's right this time. Eighteen. <laughs> Fourteen. Um, what was that? Fourteen. Okay, Chad. Did you give us your perception? I was the first one. Yeah, twenty-one. Okay. Um, everybody except Terajux notices sort of off of the, the path that you're following, um, a little ways up on the side of the hatchling's horn here, um, a sort of little nook in the, in the stone beside you. And there's what looks like a doorway sort of tucked in back there. If you see a little door on the side of the road that says <laughs> 15 miles to the love cave. Uh-huh. What? It's a love shack reference. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah. Oh. No. Love shack, baby. <laughs> Went right over my head. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I, I keep walking. Um, and I've, I've been talking to Ched for the last uh, probably five minutes oh. about, like, if you were designing shoes for birds, what would they look like? And we've been we've been in heated discussion well, here. No, and then yeah, they would be like fingerless gloves. They would be like fingerless gloves. Okay, yeah. Because the towns would just you'd destroy them, so they either need to be like capped or uh, like fingerless. All right, yeah. What's everyone looking at? What guys? What are you all? Tarjax, there's a door, and I just <gasps> sort of like orient him towards oh let's go inside oh, orient him away from the door <laughs> maybe it's a bed and breakfast somebody else go inside first i i walk up to the door and knock uh it's pretty solid stone like you don't really like it's it, a pretty solid dwarf yeah it's it's like knocking on the side of the mountain you don't really get anything you do notice however that there are runes sort of etched around the exterior uh -huh. and they, Falrock, to you at first glance, appear familiar, like they remind you of dwarven writing, but they are definitely mm -hmm. not dwarven writing, dwarven runes. Would this be at all similar to the ancient dwarven that we found way back when? Uh, it reminds you more strongly of that than it does modern day dwarven. Okay, proto-dwarven, got it. Do we know what gnomish looks like? Yeah, you would have seen plenty of examples of that in okay. Hopsinopolis. Is there a handle or like a knob? Uh, it looks, Farag, you can tell that this door opens inward. If you touch runes, do they react at all? 
Yeah, I touched some runes. Nothing happens. They're, I mean, they're a little dusty as you as you touch them. It sort of fades away, and you see that they're actually like metal runes that have been sort of set into the stone. Oh, cool. Well, now, a label or is this a seal? <laughs> that's a good question. Desmond, we need you to lick something. And I uh, I put him up on my shoulders so he can uh, lick the door frame. <laughs> uh huh. But it's it's not like huge, right? So no. he could just he like reach and it? they they go down the side of the door to the ground also. Yeah. <laughs> it absolutely has to be this way. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, Falrock, I don't make the rules here. I just like. Okay, all right. I'm the tallest, so I, I have know, to be the one to I do know it. how it works. This, yeah. This I never got to ride around on my dad's shoulders, so this is kind of like not it's not exactly one to one, but you know, I get the experience. Shut up. Sure. Shifted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um Desmond, you get no sort of magic off of these at all. I got nothing. There's no and magic. And I push the door in. Whoop. And I just follow my back. Flat. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Slowly <laughs> creaks open. Ready and arrow, just in case. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, it slowly grinds open, the sound of stone on stone. Um, mm. Revealing a sort of a largish uh, sort of entry hallway with uh, uh, sort of pillars that are they don't look like they're support pillars they look decorative um, that have different sconces sort of affixed to them that don't contain any light emitting fixtures um, hmm. there's a lot of dust in here the walls and floor are all worked stone tile and there is another door opposite that uh, is sort of shrouded in darkness. Okay. So I was totally expecting this door to glide open effortlessly, like the really, really big doors at the mountain home. So by the time it like scrapes all the way open, I'm like panting just a little bit more than <laughs> I was expecting. Okay. Hear me out. What if this um, is the Fae? Okay. And we're not in a good standing with them right now. So... <laughs> Do they typically yeah. have, like, doorways to their realm that are physical, though? I have mean, we, have we seen Faye yeah. script before? Well, no, we haven't seen Faye script before, I don't think. The only times that we... But this is, like, this... proto-dwarven. Yeah, this is, this is like, the place that was holding yeah. the demon. And technically, this is pretty close, or at least close-ish, to where we found that, isn't it? I mean, we were we we're on our way I between guess... Agaton and and the mountain home. Yeah, like straight line. Fun. This is it's not. The... Yeah, it's not what... super super duper far from it. No. What yeah. time of day is it? Midday. Okay, I'm going to cast commune with nature. Um, Just that... before I guess... before we get there, you are that is a spell that is appropriate for your level, right? Yes, it's fifth <laughs> level. <laughs> Oof. Okay, it's Just out there now. <laughs> yeah, we we figured it out, guys. We got there. Um, but I'm going to walk outside because okay. ca I cannot cast it, um, or the spell doesn't function where nature has been replaced by construction in a dungeon or town. Uh -huh. Um, so I'm going to try and see if I can't commune with nature and detect any influences from other planes of existence. Um, how deep the structure, like, so I can, I can tell probably nothing about what the inside of the structure is, but maybe the bounds of it as, as like, because I can, I can detect anything in nature right now, basically. So I can see where, like how deep into the mountain this structure goes, but not nothing about the quality or the inside of the structure itself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Up to three um, miles. And then, huh? Up to three miles. Yes. And then, um, one more thing. I guess if there are any, 
powerful undead around us. Okay, <clears throat> that seems reasonable. How how do you picture what visuals do you associate with this spell? What do, what happens to Ched? What does Ched look like while he's communing with nature? A hologram so, projector. <laughs> Jed, Ched, I said Jed. Uh, Ched will sit down on the ground, squat. He he won't actually like like he normally sleeps. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll sit Indian style, I guess, with his legs crossed, and um, he'll he'll wave some talons in the air, and it trails like some green magic. Um, and then he puts his hands together and closes his eyes. Um, and then there's a I guess a bright, not a bright, but a, like a dim glow around his eyes, so that he can try and see and sense the surrounding area. So it it it's more so in his head than it is like that anybody else can really see if that makes any sense. Yep. Uh right. So uh first the first fact that you gain is that there don't appear to be influences from any other planes of existence nearby. Much further down you get faint traces of the elemental plane of earth like way down okay way way down um which is within the three miles it's it's within the three miles um but it's pretty like it's on the outer edge of that almost uh and that incidentally is about how far you can sense this structure going okay and you do not detect any powerful celestials, fey fiends, elementals, or undead in the vicinity. Okay. I thought maybe I had to pick between those. Actually, that's not true. You do get a ping from the general direction of Teliferous uh, oh. <laughs> as regards <laughs> fey. Interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. So I convey all that information to the rest of the party. Well, um, cool. Might Should be we... some rock boys down there. Don't really, I think, want to go underground. Oh, I definitely want to go down there. Oh, what? No. I want to go all the way down there. They're going to, like, cave you, us you, in. You hate going underground. No, no, no. no. See, progress. Yes, I do hate going underground. But you know what I hate more is... Not For getting to talk with cool rock guys because oh. I can do <laughs> They're not going to be cool. They're, gonna They're not going to be cool. cool. They're not going to be cool. They're going to be cool guys. I'm going to be like, hey, you ever wanted to fly? And they're like, I've always you... wanted to fly more than anything. Do you remember when they invaded <laughs> my homeland? Yeah, but they were being controlled by a shitty dragon. Uh, it's like 12 in-game hours and Terradux is already bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this place uh, we, is deep, by the way. We should really Very go check deep. on the ship first, because it sounds like there's fey people trying to carjack us. No, that's the it's the little tree, the apple blossom, right? Oh, oh uh, yeah, it could be. Or it could yeah, be yeah. that we put fey memorabilia into our well, <laughs> core. So yeah. <laughs> Wait, did we put we put yeah, the we earth to that Turk? Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this I is the whole thing. Maybe the tree, maybe the tree is a like originally a fey construction that the elves just took. Could be hijacked. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So we go well, back to the ship. We're looking through this place. What was that? How close are we to the ship? What did you say, Faro? I said I'm in favor of looking through this place. I caught my gauntlets out of the last one. Yeah, we've had traditionally pretty good luck with old dwarven ruins. And it's like, we have Falrock here, so I don't feel bad looting them, because it's like his heritage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's just reclaiming what his people lost. Exactly! They, it belongs yeah. to him anyway. And he's getting vengeance, because they were all smited and destroyed by Earth Elementals down there, I'm sure. We, we don't know that for sure. I do. I'm not, I'm not against it, I just <laughs> don't know that for sure. Uh, I communed with nature, and that's what nature told me. Okay. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> Chad, Chad just starts like strutting down the stairs. <laughs> Let's do it. Fuck it. Okay. 
you uh, move to the door across the way. And that's where we're going to end uh, the episode. So, thank you for joining us for another thrilling D&D adventure. I've been Joe, your host and dungeon master for The Alchemist Club. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com. You can find our podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Go uh, check us out. Obviously, you already are because this is like episode 102. Um, Leave us a nice review. Tell your friends about us. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty swell. And our Twitter handle is at alchemist underscore club. Our intrepid casino-going adventures today were... Daniel, playing Jet Fleet. Cahill, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. Waffle, playing Tarajax. Thanks for joining us. Jingle bells, jingle bells.